Hey everyone, I'm Josh Loftus, and this is the Everyday Monday podcast, the podcast where we talk about everyday people doing everyday things in everyday churches. Whether you're a pastor, a plumber, or think that we should be confessing our sins to plants, yes, it's a real thing. Go look it up. (laughs) This podcast is for you. This is where we find value in the trenches of Christian life. Welcome to Every Day a Monday. And in the trenches with me today, I have a very special guest. He is a very dear brother of mine and hails from south of the border, here to bring some culinary culture to the podcast. We have Senor David Delgato. David, how are you, my friend? Senor Loftus, muy bien. Aquí andamos. Buenas noches. Hey, buenas noches. Buenas noches. That means here we are. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good, man. Good. I'm, I am, there is only one thing oh, okay. I can think when I hear about the scene confession to plants. Yes, yes, yes. Tell us. You know, you know what it is? No, what? Americans. American. <laughs> Man, you guys. Americans. You, you guys are creative. Yeah, we are very creative in in our lunacy. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm not even going to argue that point, David. I'm not. I'm not even going to try, my friend. Um, well, <laughs> David, before before we hop into you know talking about church and things, you know things that uh, things that, that matter. Yes, things that actually matter. Um, I want to get your uh, objective opinion on something here. Um, and and this actually matters as well. Okay. I want to know, David, why are tacos objectively the best food that has ever been created? Well, as the according to you, this is not the title that I put myself. According to you, the biggest taco critic in the world that I yes, am. Yes, that is you. Yeah. According, according to you, yeah. um, tacos are the best food in the world for one simple reason. Yes, they are delicious. They are delicious. <laughs> well, and I have to say I agree with you because before meeting you, I and I think I can confidently say this, before meeting you, David, my taco game uh, was very subpar. It consisted of uh, canned refried beans yeah. and and American cheese in the oh. microwave. Oh, you're torturing me. <laughs> but after meeting you... Um, I believe that the taco game has uh, increased exponentially uh, to the point to where I have served you my tacos. And you, sir, are a full-blooded, full-blooded Mexican from Mexico, grew up in Mexico. You said it tasted like home. I don't remember saying it tasted like home. No, 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 no. You're supposed to agree with me. (laughs) No. I remember saying to you they were very good. They were very good. Well, you know what? Very good. Tasted like home. I mean, it, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's it's synonymous, right? Come on, come on. Well, as I have told you on other occasions, when I take you back home and then yes. you taste what I mean, then you will see what I, why tacos are the best food. In That's the world. right. Well, that is something that I'm definitely looking forward to, David, for sure. Um, but David, I want our listeners to hear a little bit about you. Uh, give us just a little short uh, intro into who you are, uh, what you do for a living, uh, how you got into that job. Just just tell us a little bit about you, my friend. Well, um, as you said, yes, I'm a flu- full-blooded Mexican, and you can tell that by my, by my accent. Hopefully, people will understand what I'm saying. 
Yeah. Um, well, I, I I didn't think you were German, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, my yeah, maybe fun fact for yes. for for Americans: my full name in, in Spanish is David Delgado Vaquera, or David Delgado Vaquera. Delgado Vaquera is I have two last names because yes. in Mexico we have the first last name of our of our dad or our father, mm. and the the first last name of our mom. Yeah. So that get passed on to the children, and I have two last names instead of one, like here in the U.S. Right. So I was born in Mexico, in a northern city called Torreón, and I, what, what else? Oh, yeah. I work for a small company uh, where we use a natural product to clear water. Um, and basically, we grab that thing, we put it into water, we make it, we reduce the dirt in the water, mm -hmm. and we use it for different applications. Very cool. David, give us um, a little insight into how you came to Christ and just kind of what that process of salvation looked like in your life. Tell us kind of how, how Christ found you, my man. Well, as I think we both will agree, I didn't come to Christ. He definitely found me. And Amen to that. I was born and raised again in northern Mexico in a fundamental Baptist uh, denomination. I, I had the, the blessing to to be born in a Christian household, um, and that's where I where I I can go go back and and tell that the Lord did the work in my life, and it was about my teens where I I was I started to realize that I was a sinner that I am a sinner that needs grace and that salvation can only come through Jesus Christ. Um, the thing is throughout all my life and, and, and still, but it was very prevalent during my teen years. Uh, I had a lot of struggles and uh, with my assurance of salvation because growing up in that kind of group, there, uh, the way you come to Christ was uh, the sinner's prayer. So right. You the right. prayer, you, know, you accept Jesus Christ in your heart, and you're saved. Mm -hmm. And you're saved, always saved. Um, but because I, I struggle with sin in my life, and yeah. I was, I had this conflict. Well, I'm supposed to be saved. Why am I struggling? So there, right. there will be uh, many times in my life of rededication. Later in my life, I realized that the Lord had saved me when He started to show me my my need of of, of salvation due to my sin, and from that He has uh, grown me into my understanding of what that means. Uh, yeah. So you know, he he saved me in the state of a prideful, um, a fundamental, legalistic Baptist kid. <laughs> sure. And right. and definitely, I can tell from that time when I was you know ten, fifteen, twenty to to now that I'm thirty one, a lot of things have changed in my perspective of who is God and the thing He has done for us in Christ. And yeah. through his spirit. Right. Well, and, you know, something something you said, David, that I really, really liked and appreciated was that it's even after we are, you know, quote unquote, saved, whether that's a, a specific event um, or, you know, that you can point to or or whether you can or cannot, you know, the gospel is still something that is affecting and changing us as we grow. 
right? It, it is a, it is a process that, that we are continuing to grow in our knowledge of who God is, uh, and grow in the knowledge of Christ and the gospel. And it's, yeah, it, it's really encouraging to hear, uh, you know, the stories that I hear on this podcast of people that can testify to that progression, right? And they see the work of the gospel and the work of Christ in their life and the evidence that's there. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And you know, just, that, that, really cool. that part it has been so crucial for me, you know, that yeah, a, growing in, in a legalistic environment, you are very prone mm-hmm. to, to find your, your, uh, assurance in your your works in your doing sure even though sure, you right. even though you you don't say oh salvation is by works you say salvation is by right. faith alone but, right but still you find in your obedience your joy your fullness your fulfillment instead of finding that in the person of Jesus Christ yeah and 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 seeing that difference that because we are in Christ there is this mm-hmm. evidence that yeah, granted, it's not what we would like it to be, uh, right? But it's growing, it's changing us, and it's right. making us more like Him. Uh, yeah. When we look back and see that God has done that in our lives, mm-hmm. despite of who we are, that in my life has been crucial to to right. to grow in many aspects of of Christianity, many aspects of of all this teaching. And has helped me a lot in my assurance. Yep, that, that, that's exactly right, man. Finding our fullness and our our completeness in the person of Christ mm-hmm. and His work that is so so important, so vital. Um, so, David, tell us a little bit about um, where you go to church uh, and what is one aspect. And I know it's hard to narrow down one. Some people have followed the rules. Some people haven't. I really don't care. Um, but but. Tell us where you go to church and what is um, one thing about the church that you go to that you really, really value, really, really appreciate? Well, I feel that the church that I go to is, is becoming a, a famous thing in, with your podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. I mean, you have already have two wonderful guests in your podcast from that church. That's um, right. Yeah. So I go true. to what is, at least for now, Juanita Community yep. Church in Kirkland, Washington. Correct. Correct. You guys are in the middle of a name change. We're in the middle currently. of currently. Yeah. And I That's say right. we because you are also joining that church. Oh, surprise, surprise. Look at that. Yeah. Look yeah, at that. yeah. Yeah. You let the cat out of the bag. Who would have dream? <laughs> yeah. David and I are church members together. Not yes. yet. Officially. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. I'm technically not. I had my member interview uh, just recently. So had I stared down the the gaze of the elders. Oh, very, very scary. But <laughs> Well, I, I think you have uh, Lauren, your wife, in your Adventist. So. You'll be fine. That yes, honestly, like let let's just be honest. Like I'm where I'm at right now because of Lauren, and Amen <laughs> they're, they're gonna be like, oh yes, yeah, yeah. Amen let's let's bring Lauren and yeah, I mean Josh, Josh comes. Yes, yeah, okay, we have to do. Yeah. But anyway, answer, <laughs> right. answering your question, <laughs> we're getting off track here, David. We're getting off track. <laughs> Welcome to the Mexican life. <laughs> well, here's the thing: in true Mexican fashion, we are recording this last minute before Monday. So you can get your podcast. 
So oh, you're being you're being too real here, man. You're 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 giving the audience details they don't need to know. They don't need to know this. We could have recorded this weeks ago. I'm I'm way more prepared than that. Come on. Well, I didn't say that you have not done that with your other guests. I'm just saying that in this case, with me, into Mexican fashion, that's what is happening. So you can blame me on me. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> anyway, answering your question. Anyway, yes, yes, yeah. please. So, um. Yeah, uh, I, I joined the church uh, actually just about three years ago. And one of the reasons I, I, I joined the church between many is that Christ is preached from the pulpit and from people's life on a regular basis. Um, when, I, when I moved to... There is, a, and there, again, a big story, but long story short, when I moved to Washington, I was looking for a Reformed Baptist church because I was interested in learning more about that. Um, yeah. By God's providence, I find this church on Google. Uh, I go there, and I remember having two thoughts, one probably more sanctified, but more prideful. The first one was, I want to know why the Reformed people that I have met have this passion for Christ. Mm-hmm. And the second one is, I know these people tend to be prideful and and, <laughs> <laughs> and not too friendly. So as soon as, as, soon as they what are... Gave, whatever gave you that idea? I wonder why. Wonder I why. wonder why. Yeah. So I, 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 I thought pridefully, I said, as soon as they are mean to me, I'm gone. Well, okay. All right. Well, I walk into that church. Christ was preached from the pulpit. Yeah. And then I received probably one of the two most, one of two, the two nicest people in the church talking to me <laughs> right away. Mm-hmm. So right. I was like, okay, I think I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. Something right. that I appreciate is that there is a, a, a spirit of a seeking improvement. Uh, and not necessarily in a sense of becoming more modern or more relevant but in a sense of how can we serve the Lord, his people, and our neighbors better. Yeah, uh, right. And that's something that I appreciate. It's something that I, I'm learning through that, how to do that in, in my own life. And, yeah. and it's, it's, it's a good uh, example of how our doctrine can affect our living. Right. Um, so it's, it's right. something that I do appreciate about our church. Yeah, well, and and just just to touch on that, uh, just real quick, David, to riff on that a little bit is, if our doctrine is not affecting our living, if our doctrine is not resulting in a more Christ-centered life, a more loving life, a more gracious life, and service in the church and serving our fellow Christians, then then what what good is our doctrine? Right. I mean, that's that's ultimately the question is is doctrine is is a means to an end. And that end is bringing God glory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And you know what I have in another conversations with other people, probably with you, too. I have argued that is not necessarily a problem with the doctrine itself. Right. It, Correct. It, yeah. It's a problem yeah. that, you know, we might hear the doctrine. We might agree with the doctrine. Right. But. Why are we not living it? I think it's because we don't really believe it. Yeah. And I yep. and I can tell that for myself because, you know, I could say all these things about 
the Lord or whatever, but I know that tomorrow I struggle to to spend time with him. Right. And I don't think it's at this point a, a, a trouble a problem with doctrine or or mm-hmm. with under with under like repeating who is God and what sure, he has done. Right. But right. like do I really believe that? And right. And I argue with about that because I also know there is this tendency to to reject theology and say mm-hmm. things like I only want Jesus. Right, like, right. Doctrine divides. Mm-hmm. Let's not yeah. let's not engage in it, right? Yeah. So, Correct. So the the point that I'm trying to make is that and, and I completely agree with you. Yes, if our if our doctrine doesn't take us to to devotion, there is an issue there, but there is not an issue with the doctrine itself. Uh, orthodoxy and the orthopraxy, right? In those. Correct. Yeah. Big words. Um, yeah. And it's good. It's good that we are challenged in that way. Yeah. I, I completely, I could not say it any better, David. That's, that's completely correct, my friend. Um, so speaking of service, speaking of living out our doctrine, living out our theology, how are you plugged in there at Juanita? Um, in what ways are you serving and and getting plugged into the local the local church there? Just kind of kind of walk us through a little bit of what that looks like for you specifically. Well, I do a very important service there. There, I'm a pew heater, so I, yes, I make sure that the correct. pews are are warm and cozy for the next. Person. Do you? Okay, so okay, <laughs> do you do you before service personally go like and like like roll on them like you wear some like static some like really staticky clothes and get them all heated it's like heated seats <laughs> is that what we're talking about here because <laughs> i'm not quite sure i don't know what a pew heater is in in mexico in mexico, but... in mexico there is yeah. this word for uh, it's called calienta bancas literally pew heater and okay. it's basically that person who goes to church to the service mm-hmm. of the church uh the worship service on sunday morning mm-hmm. goes there uh, consumes that and then walks away, and you don't see yeah. that person until Sunday morning next uh, next week. Well, that's not you. <laughs> I know that's not you. So uh, at at our church, uh, I am one of the six deacons that we have there. I have just been recently called uh, at the beginning of this year, and that I would say after that's right. getting married to to my wife. And another honors in my life that's been mm-hmm. one of my greatest honors to be called to serve God's pride in this local yeah. local body. So I'm in deacon in charge that I'm and the one who needs to make sure that nobody is going to be disturbed by the cleanliness or the lack of in the yes. church building on Sunday. <laughs> right, right, right. So I try to make sure. That's that's one of the areas uh, I serve at. I try to make sure that everything is 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 clean and, and ready for uh, uh, our activities during during the weekend. I yep. also serve there together with my wife as a Sunday school teacher for for the youth. In this case, for the boys in 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 the church. I also like to play instruments, so I, I happen to play the mm-hmm. bass with the yes. with the music team. Would, would you say you slap the bass? Sometimes I slap the bass, but I have to be careful because yeah. we're still Reformed Baptists. So, it's, tr- it's true. It, the Reformed Baptist comes out. I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. We need to be sad. No, I, and to be, <laughs> what do I have to be sad about? <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I, I'm not a, 
I'm not a bassist. I grabbed the bass because they were like, mm -hmm. hey, David, can you play it? And I was like, I'll do it. Uh, but I, I, yeah. I, my instrument, my main instrument is guitar. Uh, yeah. So, but I have enjoyed learning the bass. So, David, um, Loftus. In what ways? <laughs> this is bad because we're friends, and normally I have like a level of professionalism on this podcast. And I knew once I got you on, all of that is going straight out yep. the window. Yep. I'm, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm trying to contain myself, but I. I, I know. I well, I know. Yeah, I know you're holding back. I'm holding back so much right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Are you sure? That's fine. Are, off, off here, you can let me have. Are you it. sure you want to release this? I mean, yeah, oh no, yeah, no, it's going out, man. It's going out. It's going out tomorrow okay. because you already pulled the cat out of the bag on that one. Yeah, I'm real late. Are you, are you talking about tomorrow American or tomorrow Mexican? Because uh, mañana Mexican is, you know, mañana. I'm American, therefore okay. everything revolves around me. Okay, so perfect. tomorrow America. Of okay, course. What do you what do you expect? <laughs> We are moving on now. Um, David, talking about bringing God glory in the mundane, talking about bringing God glory in what many would see as just kind of the everyday aspects of life, whether it's work or relationships, serving in church, especially in ways that perhaps, you know, like like the ministry that 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 you're over, making sure things are clean. How would you go about encouraging, especially those that are serving under you how do you go about doing that uh and and helping people with the mentality that look you can be bringing god glory in everything that you do how do you how do you personally go about doing that it, it is it is a challenging question to me because uh you know the mundane is mundane sometimes it is really difficult to find that a uh, satisfaction or that fullness in 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 doing those tasks, um, what I think the Lord has bring me conviction after I hear, I have heard you many times asking this question to other of your guests is remember that even as the, the son of man didn't come to serve, didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life in ransom for many. Right. Uh, right. And, you know, one of, one of the things that is, that Reformed Theology has taught me is that there is no minor task or irrelevant task for God mm. and that everything that we do it's seen under the light of we are his his children we are in Christ and therefore he sees us under that light even as the son of men didn't come to be served but to serve and to give his life in ransom for many um, and that's that is still something that I'm working on <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah. Well. No. Yeah. I mean, you and me both, David. But yeah, that is, that is the ultimate and best motivation right there. Is is we serve because we were served by Christ. We have the example of Christ, who was the perfect servant, uh, who yes. had every right not to be the servant. I mean, he yep. he's God, yep. and we have God uh, washing people's feet. So, David, when you think about people in your life uh, that give you that encouragement to be more like Christ and to seek Christ more and to be a more loving uh, servant uh, for him. Who are those people in your life uh, that, that do that for you? Mm -hmm. I, part of my, my journey in, in coming from uh, a workspace assurance to uh, 
works of Christ-based assurance uh, was the change in the mindset that actually was introduced to me by our dear Charles Spurgeon uh, when he said, Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. The first time I heard from, from, from Charles Spurgeon saying that I am his and he is mine uh, was something very shocking to me because in that moment I couldn't say that. Mm. Uh, and, and the reason wow. I couldn't say that is because I was looking at myself. Uh, sure, sure. It had nothing to do with my salvation. I didn't know that in that moment. But right. I was looking at myself, I was looking at my, my, my works and, you know, as, as <laughs> uh, you know, uh, this mutual friend that we have that likes to say a lot, self-righteousness is uh, the natural religion of man. Uh, right. That shift in mentality that this Christianity is not about works, it's not about your mm -hmm. performance, but it's about right. a one, the one who gave his life for you. Mm -hmm. So I have, I have found that uh, in some Christians that, that we have read and we don't know uh, yet, uh, uh, and Christians that I know now. And it's basically, again, that. Christians who have taught me and encouraged me to love Christ more for who mm. he is and what he has done. Uh, right. With that comes a natural uh, consequence of people who, who look like Christ. Mm -hmm. They love like Christ. Right. They serve like Christ. They they encourage like Christ. They are humble right. like Christ. They are gentle like Christ. And and that attitude of Christ likeness, um, yeah. actually, Christ likeness is is a word that I like, and it doesn't really exist in Spanish. It's it's a bit okay. it's a bit difficult to translate uh, as a as a soul world sure. word. So Christ likeness is a word in English that I like because it 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 includes a lot of ideas in one concept um, yeah. uh, and that has uh, seen that in, in, in people that as they grow older it's not only they are not only growing in knowledge in works in ministry in, in whatever but they are growing in loving their savior more yeah and they are teaching that to others uh, that, right. that they find Christ sweeter, uh, they find him more precious, they find him more worthy of, of worship and, and praise yeah. and glory. Uh, yeah, that, right. that to me, you know, transformed my, my, my walk in, uh, in, in so many ways that now right. every time I see it, I just, you know, <laughs> go after that person. I try to learn as much as I can. Yep. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that is fantastic. Well, David, talking about church, you have no lack of stories <laughs> and things that have either happened to you or that you have personally done. Um, I'm sure you and I could share some stories together, but probably. I want you to, yeah, yeah probably, <laughs> but I want you to give us um, one of the craziest, funniest, or most unforgettable moments that you have ever had. This actually going back to my uh, camp times or youth camp. I don't know what, how to say that, but uh, youth camp times in Mexico. Um, we have this, uh, uh, how would you call it? Like, well, the, the smaller kids uh, youth camp, you know, probably between nine and, and 12. 
Yeah. So, you know, we normally try to keep things according to schedule and, you know, time to go to bed, go to bed. But the last, the last yeah. uh, night was always the tradition to allow them to have some fun. You know, they were boys. So like, okay, adrenaline, sure. you That's release right. the last amount of adrenaline you have for the camp and then you can go to bed. Someone's getting a nosebleed. Yeah. Well, so uh, in order for, to try to control that, uh, right. because they were getting into each other's rooms and, you know, you have the... Uh, you know the how do you call the um, bunk beds and all that stuff. Yeah, okay, right. let's go to the common area. You bring your your uh, your pillows. Okay, you against you. Okay, go boom 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 boom. Okay, you're done. Next, boom boom boom. <laughs> but then then that's amazing. It, it, it was really fun. But then you know they start to get crazy and and everyone right. starts to go against one another. So I'm like, okay, whatever. They're in the common area. That's fine. Right. But then I see this kid, like with this heavy pillow, just yeah, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, and I, thankfully the, the guy was small, but I mean we're talking about kids from the farm. They are strong. Right. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, they yeah. They are yeah. strong, and they just like, and you could see dust coming out of them, like. Dust and blood and sweat. <laughs> like, it's like okay. something out of Spartan. And I was like, yeah. I, I just grabbed, I just grabbed the, the the pillow. Like, what do you have here? They they put shoes and things like they oh, found. No, and he was not the only one. <laughs> they loaded. They their loaded pillowcase. the pillows and they were just smacking each other with whatever they could find that was enough to make them. So I was like, dude, you cannot do that. But at the same time. That was pretty smart. I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't say that. Yeah. But I was like, <laughs> it's smart. But yeah. So this, brass this is where, where our attitude of, yeah, like this is not good. But I, now I shouldn't. I shouldn't <laughs> let it continue. Yeah. But it, you, like, <laughs> you you let it continue just a little bit a little longer, longer and that's before. Like, oh, uh, no, no, let's stop. Oh man. Well, David, we're almost done with the podcast, man, but uh, not quite yet. You know what's up next? Uh -oh. It is now time. For the Monday hot takes. Uh -uh. And this is when I ask you a bunch of random questions. You give me the first thing that pops into your head. You ready for these? Um, I don't know. My brain is very random, but let's do it. Let's do it. It'll be fun. Um, all right. David, give me uh, the worst book you've ever read. The worst book that I ever read. Uh, it's a book in Spanish. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I I'm not gonna know what it is anyway. No. You might as well tell us the title. <laughs> no, but it's it's uh, I would put it this way. I didn't even under, understand what it was happening, so I was like, ah, uh, whatever. I'm done. All right, that's fair. That's fair. All right, David. Here's an interesting question. Besides war and diplomacy, uh, what would be the best way for two warring countries to work out their differences? A kitchen competition. A kitchen competition. Yes. Okay, so you know why? So, so country against country, mm -hmm. and the best taco wins. The best food wins. Oh, food! But okay. Do you see where I'm? You know, you see where uh, I'm going with this? Yes, I see. You're gonna say then Mexico would always exactly. win, right? That's what you're. Exactly. Okay, yeah, that's what I figured you were gonna say. Okay, moving on. <laughs> you're so biased. I am. I'm Mexican. Uh, what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Um, all right, David, what is uh, one topic that you could give a 20-minute presentation on without any prep at all? 
Oh, well, you will be surprised. Biotechnology. Biotechnology. My degree is in biotechnology. That's why. Oh, I don't actually know if I know that. That's actually very interesting. Very cool. All right. Um, what is the worst and best genres of music? The worst, and this is actually a question that Hannah was asking me this morning, yes. and I'm thankful that none of you know this genre, but the worst genre of music is something called reggaeton. It has nothing to do with reggae, okay. and it's just horrible. Is it like a mariachi band? No, no. Come on, come on. In. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I, <laughs> did I offend? That's okay. That's okay. You don't know. You don't know what you're comparing to. Imagine rap that went really, really bad, like really, really oh, bad, okay. like, and every, and then it's just all about uh, what is uh, objectifying why, uh, women. And, and okay. just nonsense. Like, so basically like most of the rap out of the 80s. Yeah, but it's even worse. <laughs> it's even worse. It's even worse. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, that is the worst. Okay. Okay. And then and then the best. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. that's hard because I like a lot of things. Uh, I will say anything that involves a good guitar riff. Oh, there you go. What does your perfect breakfast look like? My perfect breakfast looks like beans as a side. You have a... Yeah. Uh, uh, tortilla that has been fried, um, okay. not not to be crispy, just to be lightly fried, sauteed. Right. You put two over easy eggs on top, and then oh, and then some salsa on top of it, and then you include some sauté onions and some other toppings. But basically that, and that's what we wow. call in Mexico huevo ranchero. Is that basically a breakfast taco? Did you just describe for us a breakfast? It's kind taco? of like a breakfast taco. Yeah. You know, you could have just said breakfast taco. Well, but I needed to describe what it meant. Because there, oh, okay. Because here's the thing. That is one kind of breakfast taco. I can tell you at this point, <laughs> yes. another four when? another four different things of breakfast taco. And no, 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 no. We don't have time. Exactly. <laughs> and as, you know, this would answer another question, which is 20-minute topic conversation. I could talk about tacos a lot, but I, oh, there you I go. want yes, to be more interested in sure. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. All right, David, when, when people find out where you're from, what is one of the most common or, or first things they usually ask you? Um, where? Where? Like they okay. they, right. they first ask, oh, so where do you come from? Uh, come from right. Mexico. Oh, what part of Mexico? Yeah. And so and then I go to describe, and then when I say Torreón, right. people are like, oh, yeah, uh, Torreón. Some people might know, but in general, if it's not Tijuana, exactly. They, we, if it's not, if it's not Tijuana, <laughs> Mexico City, Cancun, yeah. Puerto Vallarta, Los Cabos, right. or something and like that. Pretty much anywhere white people go to vacation, we don't know where it's exactly. at. <laughs> Very few people that have met and know. But all right, David, if you were a pro wrestler or in uh, Mexican a luchador, a luchador. All right, if you were a luchador. What would be your entrance theme song? My entrance theme song. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Will probably have to be a good mariachi song. Really? Because I'm Mexican. You're going because I'm Mexican. You're I'm, going Nacho Libre on it. Not necessarily. Not sorry. I, I went into Spanish there. Not necessarily Nacho Libre. <laughs> but you know, I'm Mexican. I have to explore that. You know? So something sure, that sure. will say Mexican. Okay, David. What is something that uh, you have tried that you will never ever try again? I went once to Taco del Mar. Oh, Taco Del Mar. Okay. Horrible. Like, <laughs> horrible. What is one food that you could never, ever give up? And you can't say tacos. I'm sorry. I wasn't going to say tacos. Protein. Protein. Yeah. Just, just, just meat. Like meat. Okay. I have to have meat. Like or, or chicken. Or liquid or, chicken. 
Liquid chicken? Yeah. Eggs. So, chicken broth? Oh, okay. Oh, good gracious. <laughs> um, okay, uh, what is the worst part about being a guest on a podcast, David? Uh, the worst part is probably later on listening to myself and be like, this is the way I sound? It's so weird. I'm so exotic. <laughs> I'm so exotic. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> Well, David, we have come to the end of the podcast, my friend. I really, really appreciate you being uh, a guest with me on Wait, a, what? especially Wait, I, Source Show Notice. Was that in a, was, is this a podcast? I thought we were talking about What? No, 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 no. This is going online. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just yeah. talking to like, no. like, like, like dozens of people are going to listen to this. No. Well, like literally can, dozens. Can you like, you know, do the, the, your magic and just like fix it to make it sound like I'm. I know what I'm talking about, and I'm like this cool dude, like your other look. Guests. Here's, we moved beyond that point after the intro. Uh, okay. <laughs> Not able to do that. That's all right. That's all right. I'll call you tomorrow, and we can talk. We can talk then. <laughs> okay. Well, just let me uh, well, just let me know how much I'm going to earn for this, and it will be fine. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to cut you the check. Yes, please. So, okay, well, hey, folks, you know what you all can do. You can head on over to iTunes, give us a raving review and a five-star rating. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Music, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts, we are there. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And thank you all for joining us in the trenches today. We will catch you on the next episode of Every Day a Monday. Orale. <laughs> I'm keeping it in. Okay.